This is Bookmarked and Busy, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. This is Bookmarked and Busy, the podcast where I, a fanfic reader, talk to some really cool people in the fanfic community, from artists to writers to everyone in between. My name is Ren, and I am essentially the nosy friend. I like to ask all the questions, get all the deets on your favorite content on AO3 and beyond. With that being said, this is an 18 plus podcast, so please feel free to check the show notes for any content warnings and trigger warnings to protect your space. Um, If there's anything that we might have missed, down below um feel free to reach out and we'll get those added um we just want to make sure that things are listed properly and so people know what they're getting into going in um again my name is ryan welcome back if you are uh returning and welcome if you are new um I am joined today by another author whose name I've seen floating around. I believe I've maybe only read one fic by by them, but nonetheless, I'm still excited to talk talk to them about their journey, get a new a new voice here. But um, I'm joined with uh, Tate today, who goes by. Okay, I, I every time I read this, I know what it says, and then I want to say something different. How's immobile bungalow? For some reason, my brain connects immobile to immovable every single time. <laughs> And I'm just like, that's not it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, welcome. I'm so glad to have you on. How are you? (laughs) Good. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Very exciting. Um, Yeah, no, um, I, like I said, I've seen you around the Twitter space. Um, You're like one of the names that I've seen pop up a few times. So um, when I saw that you had signed up to be a guest i was like cool like i could talk to someone who's maybe i like work i don't know a ton of but uh i'd love to find out more um anyway so let's go ahead and just get into it because i know a lot of people love this part of the podcast where we sort of figure out like how you got started in fan fiction like with reading and writing and where were you in your Raylo journey when you started writing and star wars yeah oh god um (laughs) So I guess we could start way back at the very beginning, a long time ago. Um, so I've basically been a Star Wars fan since, I guess, technically like age three. Um, I was introduced to, you know, very early on, like before the um, Phantom Menace came out. And so, you know, I grew up with the movies and the shows and some of like the books and comics. So it's, you know, basically always been a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, as for fandom, I've pretty much been active in like fandom community since about like 2011 i'd say online um primarily almost pretty much in the star wars community um and so for a time it was mostly like the prequel movies and the clone wars shows that was coming out and then of course when um disney bought lucasfilm in 2012 and so then it started coming into like the hype and like the rumors and leaks about the movies and then that progressed into pretty much the sequel trilogy. Um, I've definitely been like active in like the Rayla community since I'd say like mm, early, late 2017, early 2018. Um, I was like aware of Rayla after Force Awakens came out and I was kind of more neutral, I guess, to it. I was more like interested in the characters like individually, kind of like, okay, let me see where this is going. Um, I loved the characters of Kylo Ray from the beginning. But then once I saw sorry, like the teasers kind of linked to Last of Jedi, I was kind of like, okay, this is where it's going. And then I got very interested in it. And then after seeing The Last Jedi, I was very much sold on it. And then I started writing like Raylo fan fiction in early 2018. Okay. Um, so that's kind of been my fandom journey, I guess, kind of 
starting from the very beginning leading up to like present day nice um what fandoms were you in prior to because you said you were on fandom space for a while was it only star wars or did you have other interests as well pretty much just star wars i've done a little bit in like some kind of video games and stuff but it's always pretty much been star wars um for like the community i've engaged in mostly so was that um mostly in like the twitter the twitter space um, I actually, let's see, because I was on, I did the fanfiction.net thing back when that was still like a thing. Um, then it was DeviantArt um, mm. for a couple of years. So I was like posting art kind of fanfic and responding to stuff on there. And then I did the Tumblr thing for a while. Um, and I was kind of on Twitter on and off for a few years, but I've recently about like a year ago, kind of hot back onto Twitter to start participating in fandom on there again. So I've kind of been a little all over the place. Um, been on Twitter on and off recently. But yeah, this has kind of been where I've been primarily in the past, yeah, like about a year or so. So Okay. I'm curious like to talk of talk to someone who's been in, I guess, Star Wars fandom on like on the social media side for for that long because it, it I would imagine you've seen the progression of fandom from like prequels to now. And I'm wondering, has it always been, um, I don't want to say like, mm, well, how do I want to phrase this? <laughs> has it, has it <laughs> always, yeah. Like has it always been a hellscape or <laughs> is oh. it just only recently? Because like, obviously with Raylo that I, that I feel like, cause I'm new. Right. So yeah. Um, I was I'm on social media at the height of the the sequel trilogies, but I had seen um, some of the shows and the movies prior to, but I wasn't like a huge fan until the sequel. So I got dropped in, like when it was so divided, where people hated or you liked, and then obviously still moving forward, it's like Raylos right. get shit all the time. Yeah, so I'm one, yeah. yeah, I'm wondering if the internet space was like that, you know prior to the sequel trilogy the word i'm thinking of is volatile i think yeah very heated (laughs) um i would say no but there always been like there's always like shit going on fandom you know and i remember like there was always some people who were doing like some really like weird shit or harassing people for getting to a bad time Mm. um when i was back and this is like pre the sequel movies like even coming out um you know i would have people you know being upset because oh i don't like that you see this character have this reading of this character this take on this character i don't like it do you ship that mm. so that's always been a thing that i've seen in fandom and dealt with but that being said there was a definitive like shift in fandom like basically from force awakens opening night i felt something changing mm-hmm. um i'm talking mostly about like my interactions with people and and tumblr because i was very active on tumblr back then and i vividly very like vividly remember like lots of people some even like i considered friends or like people that i followed their blogs a lot and there was like a very there's a change in tone a lot with how they would mm-hmm. talk about the fandom interact with it um like right after we came out and people became very very divided you know um lots of people quickly turned on whether they thought that you were you know a good person or a bad person if you liked kylo ren mm-hmm. and i remember um i losing a lot of friends honestly and you know people that i used to like talk with all the time i ended up having to like just not do that anymore because of things they were saying and so that 
that happened very quickly overnight with the sequels. Wow. And so, I mean, there's other still communities like, um, because the Rebels show was still airing then. So that was still kind of another kind of subsection of the community. Um, Clone Wars had stopped airing by then, but then it kind of did come back a few years later. So there's still kind of those subcategories of fandom still going on that you're engaging in, but certainly like the mainstream fandom with the sequels. Um, I definitely felt like a definitive change over network where people quickly are talking about like, oh, well, you can't like this character or if you like this ship, it says this thing about you. Mm. And so it became very, very like very hot and cold. And so kind of lines were drawn very quickly, I felt like in fandom. And so you had to become very, very liberal with the block button very quickly um, early on in fandom. So yeah, things definitely changed. Um, fandom's always been had like toxicity and like that, but right. sequels is definitely like a whole new level of that for me. So interesting i can't imagine yeah being on the internet like i thought like yeah like just at the height of like that switch um yeah i can't oh sorry to interrupt no Um, no go ahead (laughs) i was like and like i said i was neutral in raylo um after force of it was kind of like okay yeah it's cool i'm like it was too early for me to like latch on to a ship at that point i was kind of like well let's see like the individual characters and then see where that's going and then hop onto a ship so I was neutral, but I didn't mind. I was like, okay, that, that art's like cute. That one's pretty. I'll reblog it, you know? But I was just like kind of just not really engaged in the community. But, um, oh, yeah, with um, the way people would talk about very quickly overnight. And I remember coming back from Forest Vegas opening night being like, Kylo Ren, new favorite character. Like, this is everything, you know? Um, you know, not the same person I was one movie ago. And I remember hopping onto Tumblr and seeing like some of the takes people had. And it's like, oh no, this is not going to be fun in fandom now. And right. yeah, it was it was kind of disheartening how quickly some people turned on you just because you liked a character. Um, and people you considered friends were suddenly like, you're a bad person. And it's like, that that happened very quickly. Oh, Jeez. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sorry that that happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it was that's... a while ago. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah, some people, it's like, you know, I don't want to like, no harm, no, but it's kind of like, or no shade to them. But it's like, you know, if you're going to be talking like this, I can't engage with it anymore for my own, you know, well being. So I, I did lose a lot of friendship because of Force Awakens, um, just because things people were saying and like the definitive lines that they were drawing. Um, but you know, on the flip side, I was able to find some other people later that I clicked with and actually got to, you know, get along with them. We were able to talk about these things without being so like volatile and like high emotions. Mm. Wow. Jeez. Okay. So I guess on a more lighthearted <laughs> note, I mean, like honestly, like I'm glad I I'm glad I asked that because I I had always wondered, like, you know, with the people that were online at at the start of it how that shift happened because obviously i'm i'm like i said i'm new and mm-hmm. at the time i was only like so so about star wars like i was like i i like it but i'm not like super obsessed with it and then obviously the force awakens happened and i was like oh yeah now i'm in it but um mm-hmm. yeah that's that's crazy and and it sucks to see that like it's kind of still happening but yeah like, it's like it's, like it's 2022 and people still throw on Raylor like it's like an insult you know like oh you want yeah. those people and it's like are you still Ooh. hung up about this like you're still making some of you dislike your personality like I've just never got that I'm like yeah if I don't like something I don't talk about it I you know mute it and I don't engage I don't know I've never understood that that part of the community where they make something they don't like and that's all they talk about I'm like wouldn't you 
be happier, talk about stuff that you enjoy. I don't know. But that's that's just me. What do I know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but wow. um, so what where in the um I guess what was your sort of aha moment with, with Raylo and um how did that spark your first fic? Oh, great question. So definitely that I remember it was the teaser that came out like late summer 2017, I think. Um, it was the teaser where it's Ray going like, I need someone to show me my place in all this. And then it cuts to Kylo and then him pulling out his hand to her. Mm -hmm. um, I remember seeing that and being like, okay, that's like, that's where the story's leading to. That's where this is going. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, I get it now. Like I see it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and so I, def def I kind of remember seeing that teaser for the first time and being like very excited about like, oh, this is happening. Like they're going to be a couple. And that's where I started to really feel the hype for them, like taking on a more a romantic journey like that. And so then of course the movie happened and I'm like, oh yeah, we're doing this. This is where it's going. This is so exciting. I love them. Um, and it didn't take much long after that for me to start writing Rayla fan fiction. Okay. Um, so nice. Um, yeah, it was one of those teasers where you kind of remember where you were sitting at the time it came out. You're right. Kind of like, oh shit, they're doing this, and it's like, yeah, that that was a really good moment when that teaser came out. Um, you really felt the hype. Yeah, it's funny because I don't know. Oh gosh, yeah. Like I think I I I know I always say I, my real moment was in um, uh, the Last Jedi, so I didn't. Uh, I was too obsessed with Finn to really kind of have that. In, yeah, like that's uh, <laughs> to really like have that like a thing. Very relatable. Yeah, like yeah. I love John Boyega so much. Um, oh, and, that's um. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I was I was gonna say because I had seen him in um, Attack the Block. It was like one of the first movies I saw him in. So when I saw mm. him in Star Wars, I was like, oh my god, like it there is. he is. He's back. And then also <laughs> like, oh my god, like someone who looks like me in Star Wars. You know, it was really cool. Um, yeah. So absolutely. During the the Force Awakens, I was like, I don't get it, but I will. Uh, you know read some fanfic and i was like oh, okay and then as i was slowly reading more fanfic and then it happened in the last jedi and i was like ah okay yes <laughs> right yeah i get what you mean but yeah as a i'm an avid very normal saint fit enjoy myself i was actually fun fact i was actually like team like finn slash calor finn though before raylo i got into that shit before ah. that, so yeah because i was like a little it's it's still like a very much a rare pair but i remember kind of like there's a couple of people on Tumblr that I kind of talked to that were kind of like, what if? And I'm kind of like, okay, okay. So I have, ugh, I have like some older stuff that I've written like before I was in Raylos. I'm still, in, I still love that ship a lot. It's like, there's like no community to it, but I was on that team um, in like the post TFA pre TLJ mm. um, time era. So I could see that. I can see how that would, that ship would be formed based on, how, you know like what we got in that movie yeah there's 100 yeah and i could talk about that for a long time but i definitely <laughs> there was like some seeds planted in force awakens where like they, it could have gone that direction i was yeah. thinking jane trust like they didn't follow through with that at all right. um but force awakens there's definitely certain things where it's like if you're looking at with like a shipper pov you're kind of like oh yeah this could go somewhere mm. um i was going in a different direction that's you know that's okay but I definitely before TLJ, I noticed that I was kind of like, you know what? I see it. So, yeah, that's funny. I I never really considered that ship, but I, I'm always learning new things about like different 
rare pairs within different fandoms. And so I was like, and then when people point it out, I'm like, ah, uh-huh, yeah, actually. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. I love like, like considering ships I never thought before. And they're kind of like, hey, consider this, like, look at this. I'm kind of like, okay, you know what? I see. Yeah. So yeah. I always love that. I love seeing when people can like see those takes on characters and be like, you know what? Consider this. I'm like, you know what? I am considering. I'm listening. Yeah. So um, what was your first fic that you put out and um how how like was it a oh no actually no i have a better question when <laughs> um when the franchise the series ended the the trilogy ended um were did you ever post a fix it fic because i know for a lot of people that was like a thing they did <laughs> it's a subculture of fix which is, says all you need to know <laughs> the answer is yes hands down i was okay. um well, I, I kind of did, it's it's not so much a fix, it more of like a whole like rewrite where mm. um, I started that, I, was, I think I started literally like two weeks after Tross came out and it's very much like fueled by like Spite and Rage where it's like, if you won't give me a good trilogy, then I guess I'll have to do it my damn self. So yeah. two weeks, I was like the first week of January, I started plotting like, it's a whole sequel trilogy rewrite. So I'm kind of like, well... We could write trust or we could rewrite all three. So I'm kind of restarting it from the beginning um, with a lot of kind of what ifs and changes like that. But that's very much fueled by I'm going to give myself a satisfactory conclusion. Okay. I'm kind of like, well, I'm mad. I can change a bunch of stuff. So I'm just kind of like, well, mm-hmm. what if I change this character? What if I change this? And just kind of a whole bunch of reimagined ideas. So it's kind of like, I would say my version is kind of more like, well, if I got to start all over, here's some things I would have fun doing. So Okay. So um, that's been an ongoing project. Well, gotcha. since January 2020, um, and I finished episode seven rewrite that year. I have the episode eight finished written, but it's not done posting online. Mm-hmm. Technically, I started episode nine rewrite. Um, I'm still working on it, but that's going on year three for that project. So it's kind of this ongoing thing I've been working on. Fueled, fueled, um, you know, almost exclusively by the rage <laughs> I felt walking out of that movie. <laughs> like, it's incredible how much spite will fuel you on. Oh yeah, um, I was gonna say that that movie fueled so so many people, mm-hmm. and uh, for me, so much so. Like I, I've said before, um, I left and I was like, mm, I guess this is it because I can't read. I I tried reading Fix It Fix, and I'm like you guys write such good stories and I'm really upset that this actually didn't happen. So yeah. fix it, fix like for me, I'm like, uh, I just get so depressed all over again. I, like, I oh, hear that too. Or, yeah. I was kind of like, you just feel the more taste of like what could have been. It's like, why didn't we get that? So there is kind of that feeling too. Um, but yeah, I absolutely felt that walking out of that movie where it's like, fine if you won't give me what i want i guess i have to do it <laughs> have to do the work yeah yeah for sure um so uh what are some of your favorite stories to to write for Raylo? oh gosh um I, I like oh gosh i'm trying to think of like stories that i like to write um i kind of always like i'm probably just probably for fanfic in general but kind of like looking at tropes and kind of adding a little twist or kind of subverting the trope you know what i mean where it's kind of like not the tropes in like a bad thing here. I'm going to kind of like, what if we did this and take a little bit of a spin on it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I like 
I pretty much all I do is write them as like some form of queer too. So it's something I really okay. enjoy exploring more about like a more queer reading of the characters. Um, that's kind of what I started doing with Ray. That was my first fic that I wrote was Ray as like a closeted trans girl and Kylo as a trans guy. And so I've kind of run with that and kept writing some different forms, but usually that. Um, so that's pretty much what I like to write the most. Okay. But I'm always down to explore other ideas too, uh, whether it's like, you know, one shot or chapter fic. And do you prefer one shots over multi chapters? Well, my problem is that like, I'll get like a one shot idea and I'm like, well, I'll get more ideas for it. I'm like, well, now it's a chapter fic. So it's like, okay, it's hard to contain the idea. Sometimes we're kind of like, but what if the one shot was actually chapter one? And it's like, no, you have to stop. Like, that's too many <laughs> ideas. So sometimes I get nervous about like, this is not going to be a one shot and you know it. So sometimes I got to be kind of picky with what I start because I know gotcha. it's going to be contained. So. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah. I know that, that especially uh, for, well, I'd say a majority of the people that I've talked to recently are, are of the one shot um, group uh, just because it's a little easier for them to push those out or actually like Twitter fix. I've been talking to a lot of people who do a lot of Twitter based stories too. Have you done those at all? Um, I haven't done the Twitter fix. I did do like a one shot challenge for last month. I did uh, the okay. Ray the Wing challenge. So it was like, and I did, I, I made myself do like one shots for each week. So like four different prompts, one for each week of October. And so I, I get, I will only get four one shots and I'm like, that's it. Don't make a chapter fix. Like, leave mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so it, th- that for me was the challenge to be like, don't do a chapter two. Like, let it be a one shot. Let it breathe. It's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But that was a fun bit of a challenge for me to like have the story more concise. But I haven't done the Twitter fic thing, but I've seen that a lot. And those can be really fun too. Like, for me, it's more about keeping the story concise and kind of contain this little idea um, cause I always like to think bigger and I'm like, well, what if you build on that? And suddenly next thing you know, it's another chapter fix. That's my issue with stories is it's hard for me to keep it contained at one shot, but when I can, I can keep it concise and be like, okay, it's just one little idea, just finish it. And then like, let it rest at that. So. Gotcha. Well, I guess that kind of leads into the next question, which was asked on Twitter when I had put out that tweet um, by Octopus Soap, who said, um, what is your process for planning? And then what part of writing do you find easiest versus most difficult? Uh, for planning, I definitely, um, I'd say it's more definitely for chapter fix is that okay. I'll have like an idea of like how I want the story to start, but I never actually start writing the story until I know how I want it to end. Mm. So like I'll have A and Z planned for sure. Um, lots of the middle stuff I kind of figure out as I get more into the story and I kind of feel like, oh, I want this subplot to happen or I want the relationship to take this turn or, you know, I want to introduce this character. So I have like a general outline and I'll add a lot as I'm going, but I always want to start the story knowing exactly how I want it to end. You know, like I want the characters, you know, arc to conclude with them and, you know, at this point in their life or they accomplish this goal or they overcame this thing or they end up in a relationship with so-and-so mm. and so like once I have like the end game I'm like once I know where I want them to go and where I want them to end up that can actually get started because I it's really hard for me to start it and not know where I want the characters to lead with I'm like well I don't know where to start but I need to know where I'm getting where I'm going first and I'll kind of figure out the middle stuff along the way mm. um so my outlines are always kind of like the character is in this situation and then they embark on this. Maybe, you know, A, B, and C happen and the story ends with this. And that's basically how my outlines start. 
And of course, again, as I go in, I'll add in a little more details to the outline and expand on it. But the ending's always like crystal clear in my head before I even start writing chapter one. Interesting. <laughs> it's just, I, mean, I can't, yeah, yeah I, I like, I, again, like, I, I need to know where they end up before I can get them started on their journey. And that's just, okay. that's just my, that's just how my brain works as a writer, where it's like, I need to know where you're going to go before I get, start getting you there. Um, and then oh, the part two question, oh, the easiest, most difficult, the easiest is like the vibes, aesthetic thing, like making the Pinterest mood board, the Spotify playlist. I'm like, yeah, I want the, mm. the story to have these vibes. Or it's like, oh, I want to feel like this kind of story. Or like, I want to feel like this movie or this show or this book. Um, so once I get kind of like the vibes down of how I want to feel, that's the easy part. The difficult part I'd say is like, kind of, I guess, weaving all like the plot threads together. Um, especially when there's kind of multiple plots going on at once. I'm mm -hmm. kind of keeping that in track because I'll get like little tangents. They're like, oh, I want this stuff. I'm like, wait, no, that doesn't make any sense. You got to get back on track. So I can get a little scatterbrained sometimes. So I have to yeah. kind of like stick true to my outline and not get like rabbit trail after rabbit trail. Mm. That's probably the hardest part for me <laughs> is kind of sticking on track. And for your longer stories, when you, um, so you've, let's say you've planned everything out and you know, that's going to be a multi-chapter. Do you put yourself on a posting schedule or are you just like, it's going out as is? <laughs> uh, I try to do posting schedule and then I, I fail. <laughs> I okay. try to do, I've tried to do like weekly or semi-weekly updates. And then mm -hmm. I'm usually pretty good at them, but I've kind of fallen back a little bit because it's been like kind of crazy busy with life going right now. Mm -hmm. um, but I do, um, I don't, cause I used to do not do this and then it ended up poorly. So now I won't like actually start posting a fic until about like, you know, 10 to a dozen chapters in, like I have a, a, quite a few written and then actually start posting it. Um, I used to do the thing where like I write chapter one, post it, write chapter two, post it. And I turned out that's not a sustainable way for me to write and post stuff because I fall behind or I get stuck. Um, so I'll start a story. I'll get like really into it. Like again, like at least several chapters in or so. And that's when I start actually posting it. So like okay. the chapters that people are reading when I update them, I've written that like, you know, a month or two ago. And I'm like, I'll have like, you know, five or six posted, but I maybe have like, 18 to 25 written something like that so that way like farther ahead in the store and fleshing stuff out uh gives me more time to go back and maybe make edits to chapters that haven't been posted just in case i want to change something be like oh crap i want to go back and change this plot line or this piece of dialogue here before it's posted mm -hmm. so i like to get way ahead of myself before i start posting because i've done the other thing before and i'm like that doesn't work for me i need to like have a lot more written before i start updating gotcha um and then have you, I like to ask um, this question too sometimes, but um, a lot of authors tend to use their stories to, um, I guess, like work through, I don't, like I'm saying air quotes, like work through personal things or uh, they pull a lot of real life from, you know, real life things into their stories. Do you find that you do that with yours as well? Or do you just prefer to keep it like baseline uh, canon verse situations? Um, yes, I do like to pull off of that. Some more than others, some fix. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of more like, you know, you're always going to write what you know. And I feel like to some extent you are going to pull from what you know, from what you've experienced. And it's kind mm -hmm. of a degree of how much you do. That's just how I feel. But mm -hmm. I definitely pull off of that. Cause like I said, I, I write a lot of like 
Ray or Kyla or both being trans. And mm-hmm. so a lot of the experiences and stuff that I felt I put into that, um, you know, whether they're trying to figure out their gender and figure out like, is this how I feel? And so a lot of that's actually, you know, pulled from the same kind of trains of thought that I used to have, or mm-hmm. it's about them, you know, you know, dealing with people who may not like that they're trans or just, you know, just interacting with the world. Yeah. And so a lot of that's like, super easy. I'm like, well, I know that that's like, I can write that, you know, half awake, um, blindfolded <laughs> with one hand behind my back. That's the easy part. Um, a lot of the writings too is like, you know, stories that I want to see more out there. Um, okay. As a original fiction writer, just like stories and like ideas of where I'd like to share. And it's kind of like, well, I'll put that in a fan for now and see how, of how good I'm at writing in there. Um, and then when it comes to canon verse, it's like, you know, it's more about characters I like to see more of where it's like, I really like this character to have this certain arc, you know? Um, so it's a lot of ideas of what I'd like to see or what I wish could have been in the sequels that I'll kind of put into the stories. But I definitely pull a lot from like lived experiences for sure. Okay. And I guess let's kind of bleed into this conversation that I'd like to have, obviously, um, about your one fic. I think it's your longest one. Maybe the 40 chapter. Yeah. Um, the You're Not Alone, which does play, um, bring in that aspect of uh, trans characters. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that story come about? Because um, I've seen it around and I have started reading it. Um, hefty hefty boys take a lot of time for me mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> <Same here. laughs> so like i'm slowly making my way we could talk about spoilers too i don't really mind but um mm-hmm. how, did, how did that story come about and um you know 40 40 chapters is a very long time do you think that you've made a very long time a very long, long fic um do you think that you might turn this into an original fiction at some point as well yeah, I'll answer those one time because I want to definitely answer yeah. the last one first, but I'll yeah. them in the order they're asked. Um, that one started, I started writing that one in 2018. So I was like, I like the Raylo high, like right after like last day, I'm kind of like, you know, Raylo brain rot um, was like all I was thinking about. And yeah. so I started writing that one. I think it was just kind of like one of those random what if ideas, you know, and I connected with um, another friend on uh, Tumblr. And so we were talking about like, basically queer reads of Raylo. And so uh, we talked about how we both see the characters as trans just because of certain things that we noticed in the movies. And so then I don't know what came, but I don't know where the idea came from, but just, I got the idea of like, oh, I want to write a modern AU where they're both trans. And I just, that was my only starting point. I just kind of took off from there. And so I began writing the story where Ray is a trans girl, but she hasn't, she's not living um as a woman she's still like in the closet hasn't transitioned and she's basically just terrified of like what could happen to her when she comes out because she sees how the world treats people who are trans and she's just afraid of like kind of taking that step and feel like once you start down that road it's like you can never like go back in or you can't like undo that and so she's just kind of hiding this big thing Mm -hmm. and then one day she meets this guy named ben who's like very loud and open about being trans he's like he's kind of kind of like yeah i'm trans what the fuck are you gonna do about it and so she's kind of like oh wow that's so different from how i feel and so seeing him and then there's other characters in the story are also queer but basically seeing him like so open about it and just so like unapologetic about himself kind of gives that courage to be like you know what i think i'm gonna find to come out and so as the story progresses she comes out to like a few close friends and she and they start calling her ray 
And then she ends up beginning to transition and at the time, and then ends up becoming like a romance here. They're kind of both looking at each other and it's like, wait a second, I think I kind of like you. So, but a lot of that I had started, yeah, cause it was 2018. So I had like been on hormones, like just over a year. So I was still kind of like a baby trans, like still getting used to living the world um, as a trans person. And so a lot of that was pulled from, you know, just kind of figuring things out in the world at that time. Um, and then, oh God, because that fic went on, I think I finished it actually earlier this year. So I kind of dropped it for about a year and a half and I finally picked it up again and actually finished it. So that was kind of technically four years I was writing that story. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's the one I've gotten most comments on over time, probably because it took so long for me to finish it. Um, but I look back at the earlier chapters, I'm like, oh my God, what were you doing? Like, the writing <laughs> this feels kind of so like, oh my God, ugh, ugh. <laughs> Which is going to happen, you know, as a writer, yelling back at your stuff, and like, what were they thinking? Um, I'm, that, I'll even decide that. I am very proud of that one, just because of um, lots of the comments that I got on that fic. Um, I got some who would tell me that um, that they went out and bought a binder because they'd read it or that they would oh, read wow. it as like a comfort to them because they were living in the closet at the time or, you know, they were trying to figure themselves out. And so they'd go to that fic. And so comments like that, um, that's where I got those on that story. And so those were like, I saved all of those. Um, mm -hmm. And then whenever I'm kind of feeling down myself, I read those and be like, oh, that it meant something to somebody, you know, where it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't just a fic, you know, it was something that maybe gave them a little bit of, you know, comfort or something when they needed it. And so that, that one is, that one is like really near and dear to my heart. So it's like one of my like ones I'm really proud of that I wrote it and just put it out into the world. Yeah. I mean, that is something to be very proud of. Um, like I, I meant to say this in the beginning, um, but I, I think you might be the first person that I've talked to that identifies as he, him. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't heard from very many. I, I mean, I would love to hear from more um, male identifying guests. I, Cause I'm like, you're out there. I know you're out there and I want to talk to here. you. Yeah. I want to talk to you so bad. Cause it's like, what is, tell me, tell me all the things. I want to know what you write. I want to know. Um, Cause I like, not that I'm complaining or anything, but I know that the Raylo space Presume it feels very um, female dominated, which is fine. Um, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's not a, I, not a bad yeah. thing at all. But yeah, Obvious, it is yeah. very. Yeah, there is definitely a majority um, in the community, and so mm -hmm. it's definitely right. Every meet those, um, you know, people who are not, um, you know, women, or maybe they're not, um, you know, certainly aligned with that. And mm -hmm. so every now and then I'll run to somebody like that. So we're out there. Um, <laughs> we're still here in 2022. If, if someone's listening and you want to be a guest, please sign up because I'd love to hear from you. Um, like 100%. I, I, gosh, I, I just want to hear from the, the male perspective more. Um, and not even just with Raylo, like any, any fandom, because I, I obviously want to learn more about outside of the fandoms that exist in, but um you know especially uh situations like where the initial ship is a male female 
relationship and it's like tell me i like i just want to get inside the brains like what 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 draw you draws you to this particular ship and what draws you to the stories to write about them from that male perspective but anyway like i was saying yeah. i think that it's really cool that you are that you had put a story out there that not only is in alignment with an experience for yourself but um i guess reimagines if that's the word you want to use these characters that um you know, people know as, you know, male, female, I, I'm, I'm non-binary. I kind of hate the idea of genders, but I get it. Um, <laughs> right. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not everyone's going to you know, think of that initially, but it was always kind of fun. Like what if it's kind of, yeah. and I was, I've always kind of understood a more of a queer reign of Raylo too. So it's just how I've always seen the characters and it's not like, I'm not one of those people who's like, if you don't see that way, you're wrong. It's kind of like, well, you know, art's very subjective, and that's yeah. kind of how I read them. And there's tons of interpretations that you can take with these characters. I've seen a lot. I'll see a lot of interpretations fandom, and so lots of the really interesting or might not inherently like see that, but I'm like, I think yeah. it's really cool that you see that, and it's really interesting how you portray that, you know? So definitely. Well, because I remembered like my initial takeaway was um, like, not only are we watching the story of three people because i do include finn in this yeah uh who have never really if not at all like known anything outside of what they know so like obviously the idea is like oh you the the trope if you will is like falling in love or liking the first person that's nice to you right so it's like mm -hmm. finn technically for me for finn i guess that would have been ray but also like no it would have been poe it, it should have been yes. uh but and, and i firmly believe that they're a couple still but if we're gonna go through like this hetero lens uh right he, he hit him and ray and ray trying to come to the conclusion of like am i interested because these are the first people that i've been around this you know to this capacity that aren't trying to ruin my life on a desert planet mm -hmm. <laughs> um and to me it's like okay with with uh finn he could definitely be queer because um what else does he know he that he can't just leave the first order and be like oh, i like women like you know it's just right like, like i don't so think the first order is being like very queer like yeah so definitely not hang out pronoun pins you know what i mean right like right and, and with kylo we all already know that kylo's the 30 year old virgin so it's like how does he know who he likes if he all he's experienced was being under snoke's thumb and being around hux and it's just like so mm -hmm. i i agree the the window for queer representation and even gender exploration is there um it just kind of sucks that star you know <laughs> I can go into this conversation. They don't have the balls to do anything that yeah, I think. Like, well, they're not asking questions. So, like, let's talk about yeah, it. Even, yeah. like, a character like Ray, like, I've written Ray's a trans girl for a lot of time. Um, yeah. but recently, I've written a fic where Ray's actually a trans guy. So, it's kind of like, totally did a 180 of free uh -huh. the character. So, like, okay, it's like, it's a new thing that I've never read into Ray before, but it's kind of like, okay, well, let's, let's try this and see how it works. And so, it's kind of like, just having fun with how to read the characters for me it's like the exciting part there's like right. more than one way you can interpret them right. and so yeah I, I totally completely agree with that for that um at least for force awakens is kind of the three. for force awakens yeah. yeah 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 we won't talk about you know <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, by the end of everything, I was like, Poe and Finn are definitely a couple, and they've had sex plenty of times in this time skip, and you can't tell me otherwise. It's fine. Um, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, obviously, and also like they have all been together. You can't tell me that they've have it. They haven't experimented with each other. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that they. Oh, have, hands, but, down. Uh, hands down. <laughs> and then I guess like back to the other question that I had asked at the other time was, um, would you consider ever turning this into an original? piece of fiction to oh get published yeah i forgot you asked the question yeah that's no, fine um, the answer is yes i am actually working on that i have oh, cool. a manuscript that i've probably should do some more edit on but i have taken you're not alone and i've um obviously changed the names i've changed right. certain things in the plot and kind of rehashed it and kind of rebuilt the original story um my hope is to get it published because it is they're they're both still trans in the story Mm -hmm. And so um, that is what I'm currently working on doing. And so I hope that'll happen um, at some point. I really like to have an LGBT romance out there that's like a trans woman and a trans man because I don't yeah. really see that anywhere else. And so I love to have a story out there that's about not just this love story, but also about, you know, celebrating who we are and being able to celebrate that we can find ourselves in the community and that coming out of the closet, something to be proud of, and we're celebrating, just all that fun mm -hmm. stuff. So, yes, hope, uh, hopefully I'll get it um, published eventually, but I have a manuscript that is that fic turned into an original story um, sitting on my computer yeah. as of now. So, yeah. Amazing. Well, if if we notice that the fic is just completely gone from AO3, then we'll just know that it's time. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to be like, that's just, I'll have to figure out like, how to communicate that. I don't want people to be like, what the hell happened? I'll be like, guys, it's yeah. right back. Like, I'll get you a free copy or whatever. Like, I promise. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Like, I love how that's how we know that something's about to get published. Is it, it most of the time right. it just disappears, and we're like, ah, yes. The first sign where it's like, oh, we're getting a new book. How'd you know? Yeah, it got deleted. Yep. It's like, it got deleted. <laughs> I just know we sense these things like a mile away. That's so funny. It's uh, what's well, called the the abbreviated Raylo radar. I'd say call it the radar. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Deleted. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. A so new much. book's That's coming out in a couple of years. Yeah. How did you predict that? Listen. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so there's another story of yours that I had wanted to talk about too. Um, let me see if I could find it because I thought the premise was really interesting and I wanted to hear more about it. It was a one shot. Do, 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 do. Oh. Nope, not that one. Oh my god. I should have prepared myself a lot more. Um, I think it was... You know what? It might have been your Halloween one that you were talking about. Oh, uh, I did four of them. Oh, oh okay. Uh, oh, yeah. The backpack tapes? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I've gotten like, lots of like uh, comments on that one lately. So kind of kind of surprised me how many people read that one. So I kind of felt like that would be the one that people were like, oh, I don't want to read all that. Um, but that one is, um, I was originally going to write as a prose story, it's, but then I decided that, because um, in the story, the premise is that um, Ben like hosts a podcast about folklore and stuff. 
Mm. And so he hears about this legend about the woman in white, which is something that one of my hyper fixations when it comes to like folklore and stuff. And so I was like, when he's info dumping the thick, that's basically just me. Like I'm like, I'm speaking okay. to him. So when he's talking about that stuff, I'm just like pulling it out from my brain where it's like, ugh, I love this. Um, but, <laughs> and so in the story, I'm like, well, what if instead of writing as a prose, I decided to write it as like a transcript where it's like a transcript of recordings that he left behind. And so mm. it was very kind of more experimental kind of thing. So I'd never written like that before. And I'm like, it's basically kind of written as a script, but like as like an, a transcript, like an audio recording. I never done that before. And I'm like, well, I'll give it a try and we'll see what happens. And I've gotten comments saying like it really works. And so I'm like, oh, cool. I did something cool. <laughs> um, but that is pulled a lot from like that folklore and kind of legends, which is all around the world, honestly. You can, like pretty much in every country you can find a story about the woman in white, which is why it's a very interesting story for me. Um, I will say for like people listening, that is like, it is a very dark fix. So definitely like mind the tags with that one because it does get pretty intense. Um, it's mm. very much a mind the tag sort of story. So definitely make sure you read, uh, check those out before you get into the story. Um, but yeah, that was the prompt, I think, for week three, where the week three's prompt is basically write something like in the horror genre. And so I decided to kind of do a blend of, it's basically like Jew on the Grudge meets Blair Witch Project. Right. That's the vibe I got. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And so, because they're two of my favorite, two of my favorite movies. And so I kind of merged the two ideas into kind of one with that one. Perfect. Um, and then the other one, one more, because I remember this one too. Um, the uh, An Infernal Inconvenience, which is a very funny concept. Uh, how did that come about? <laughs> also, I know it's also Halloween as well. So. Yes, that was for week four. I think Supernatural was a prompt for that. But yeah, another another um, one that came out as a prompt for that week, which is probably really fun. I, I'm going to do it next year or something like that next year for sure. Um, but the prompt for that was... I want to do like a, a dark comedy. Um, I've gotten comments comparing to like Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett and Douglas Adams. And I'm like, well, they inspired it. So I'm glad that people noticed that vibe. But um, the premise for that is it's, it is honestly kind of a satire too, because the idea is people can get guardian angels again to heaven, but you have to pay to get a guardian angel mm -hmm. and your car is like a paid subscription and renewal fees. And basically if you can't afford a guardian angel, you have little chance of getting into heaven. So that's kind of the premise of the story. And so in the story, what happens is that Ray's grandpa passes away, leaves her a fortune that she can only inherit if she applies for guardian angel and Ray's kind of like working class. She can't afford one. So she's like, fine, I'll get one, but I don't want one because she doesn't want anything to do with that. Mm. And then heaven, um, customer service department or what have you does like a mix up in the paperwork. And so when she is, opens her door expecting the angel to walk in, it's this demon named Kylo who's like, <laughs> who's like, oh, hey, what's up? And she's like, what are you doing here? So that's basically the premise of that story. But it's very much inspired by Good Omens. Um, like mm. the book and the show, just kind of how heaven and hell are portrayed is kind of more this bureaucratic kind of more like running the business. Um, and so that was a really fun one to write. And I've gotten the comments on that one. Um, so that was another fun one. I'm just kind of like, how does have this idea? I'll just kind of run with it. Nice. Um, I could definitely see myself making that one into a chapter fic, but I'm kind of like, I have enough on my play as it is. Like, let's hold off on that. But maybe sometime revisit that and expand on that idea and that kind of that world been a little bit but we'll mm -hmm. see 
it's such a cool concept i would love to hear like read more from it um but yeah like i totally definitely understand like having other things to do right it's kind of like <laughs> all the ideas it's like you got enough on your you got enough work in probably like look at look at all your google docs you're open like you need right. to finish at least one before you take on another so For, we'll yeah. see maybe i'll come back to that but yeah that's the one where she has to call she has to call like Kevin's customer service to figure out why is a demon on her doorstep instead of an angel. And it's like, I think, I think what I had is that the whole music is like a Muzak version of Christ the Lord's risen today. So that's, just, that's, that's yeah. the vibe of that story. So yeah, very, very satirical. If you can tell where it's like, you can get into heaven if you're rich. And so very much that sort of story, but that was a really fun one to write. I like, I really do enjoy dark comedy a lot and rail is a really fun ship to have some fun with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, cycling back to some guests submitted or uh, Twitter submitted questions. Um, we kind of already touched on this one, but um, let's see. I think it's from Jenkins. Five, 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 five. <laughs> um, they wanted to know multiple questions. So we'll just kind of start with one at a time. But you kind of touched on this already, but they also wanted to know where where you usually get your inspiration from for your fix. And I guess to tack on to that, would you say that a lot of your inspo does come from writing prompts that you find on the internet? Or um, do you think of something and you're just like, oh, I'd like to write about that. Let me jot that down for like a notes and come back to it later situation. Um, sometimes prompts kind of get me an um, idea going or starters would just be like, like an aesthetic I want to capture. Like mm -hmm. I was like, I think I was watching, I think it was either taxi driver or um, what's the other one. Um, I think it's, Midnight Cowboy, that was it. And so it's kind of like, I'm like, I want to write a fic that's set in like early 70s New York City, just for the vibes. Mm. And then, you know, three months later, you're writing a 100K word fic. You're like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So sometimes I'll literally just be like, I want a, a fic that has this aesthetic to it. And then okay, next thing you know. Um, or, you know, so I kind of a lived experience or sometimes you kind of want to write a, like um, a certain take on something, like a certain trope. Um like the backpack days, I love like I love a good woman. Why I love a good final girl. I love like a local legend, and so certain like tropes or story, um, you know, archetypes I've seen other places. It's kind of like well, I want to write that because I love seeing that in stories all the time. It's like I want kind of make make one of my own that you know plays into that. So usually it's kind of like stuff that I like already in like books, movies, shows, or even other fix. That's kind of like well, I want to do that too, or kind of like have my own take on it or how would I work with that and kind of, you know, take it apart and put it back together. Mm. Um, and then they also wanted to know, um, Oh no, I lost my tab. Here it is. Um, do uh, they said, how does IRL and media affect your writing? If at all. Um, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I, I kind of already answered that with how like, you know, lived experiences definitely affect like, how you may read a certain character, how you might want to write a certain character. Um, for media, yeah, it's kind of like, well, I mean, trust definitely affected my writing because right. <laughs> I've written a lot because of that. But I mean, when it comes to media, I'll see like certain like, you know, how a character is written or how they do a certain like world building. And so I'll be mm -hmm. inspired by that. Or on the flip side, I'll, I'll read a certain book and be like, I hated how they 
wrote this character or I hate how the end did it. And so I'll be like, well, I definitely don't want to do that. So I want to do something different. Mm-hmm. And so inspiration both like, oh, I want to recreate that or well, I want to do the opposite of that um, okay. for stuff that I watch or read. So like, let's say, because I know that with like Raylo Twitter in particular, um, whenever like a new Adam photo drops, a new Daisy photo drops, a new campaign, a new commercial, a new like anything that involves like the actual actor slash oh, actress, yeah. does that affect any of your story writing as well? Um, it did what um the uh the um in Fairly Convenience that um Kylo's whole look in that was inspired, I think it was the Venice Film Festival back in August. Wait, are you talking about the like black and white photos where he's like on the couch with his legs up on the table with that painting. This there, was like... um, August of this year. Where, oh, okay, okay. Where um, the black polo, black sunglasses, black pants. Okay, different. I'm okay. Like, and so that's, <laughs> that was the whole inspiration for Demon Kylo in that fic. Um, okay. So it has it will inspire ideas, but it's like I don't have the time to sit down and write it. No, but it will get the gears to my head. Yes, absolutely. But I love seeing those prompts, and I also love seeing what people can come up with. Where it'll be like. The most like random picture them and then what au and i'm like hmm, that's a great question what au indeed right so i don't always engage with that because i don't have the time to sit down and deal with time but i love seeing those kind of takes and like how creative people can get with taking like these two very different pictures of them and just running with it and especially when some of the responses to that are so different you know it's like i never thought of that but it's so cool um yeah you know, I, I don't have always have like you know the the time, like the brain power to engage with that. But I love like watching it from a distance and being like, oh God, some people are just so creative. It's like, what are we all doing? <laughs> like, yeah. It's the, the, rate at, rate, uh, the rate at which some writers just will bust out a fic because of like a screenshot of a behind the scenes of oh, like God. a movie is so impressive. Um, yeah, crazy. Uh, I love it. I love all of it. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's like, feeds, yeah, it's it like, feeds I, me delicious, delicious food. And um, I haven't done that before. <laughs> like, I'll write like a one prop, like, I'll write a one shot, like, in literally one sitting. That's happened to me like a couple of times where it's like, listen, spur the moment, inspiration. We got a leaked picture on set. Like, let's do this. And so then I just write it down and throw it out into the void. So yeah. it has hit me a couple of times. Um, but right now I have so many things I'm currently working on that I have to like resist the temptation. But I do understand that where it's like, you see a certain picture and it's like, listen, I got to sit down and get this out or it's not going <laughs> to <Yeah>. happen. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. They also asked, um, ooh, ooh. oh, your favorite genre to write um, for fanfic or also in general? Oh, gosh. Um, see, with my original stuff, I like to do different stuff than I do with fan fiction. I definitely like the horror, like, thriller genre. Um, I love lots of, like, like the tropes and kind of stuff. You can play with that, especially when it comes to folklore or classic, like, genres and subverting them. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the final girl trope example, I mentioned that earlier. I love a good, like, subversion or twist on the final girl or some of the other tropes in that genre. Um, but I also have been lot, leaned a lot more into, like, comedy lately like kind of dark comedy where it can be like an adventure and a comedy or it can be like a romance and a comedy and just kind of loosening up a bit and having a little more fun with it and just kind of letting myself be a little bit silly and just not take myself too seriously with the story um that's been more of a recent turn for me because I used to like be like I'm gonna write the most serious story ever and I was kind of like you know what we can have fun a little so so those are kind of my two current genres that I enjoy writing I'll probably have a different answer like next year but for now it's kind of what i'm been like fixing on the most with my writing 
yeah i i would love to see more um uh not that there's anything wrong with the sort of dark fic genre i actually quite love it as anyone who may have may have listened to the malrev episode um but i would love more uh horror-based stories that aren't uh that don't lean more towards the dark fit because i'd like to see what you guys could do with that i think it could be really fun to see yeah. like a, a spooky Raylo that maybe isn't uh heavily in that dark fic genre you know what i mean you yeah know? which um, itself is going to make an interesting challenge because obviously right you do that you're kind of want to lean more into like the dead stuff which like i agree it's not a bad thing at all that could be a lot of good stuff but yeah it's probably like well what if we lean more into the spooky part of it or mm-hmm. some of the, the horror like tropes and stuff but yeah. yeah, so that that's an interesting challenge for sure. So that could be a lot of fun to work with too, um, for sure. I know I they're say, out there. I've read a couple. Yeah, same. One off the head, <laughs> on my head, but I know they're out there. I know they're out there for sure. Yeah, Halloween and Christmas are like my favorite times to like mm-hmm. deep dive into fix because I love that when you I love when you guys do those like hyper specific themes like Halloween fix and then like you know seasonal. Uh, I love a good christmas fic oh god you guys are so good at those um <laughs> yeah i haven't done one oh gosh no i, I haven't technically no I, there, it's part of a chapter but that's different but i might do that this year we'll see what we'll see how um how big the palette is when the yeah around so like like i love to but it's kind of like ah so much going on but when you say you have a lot of stuff on your plate is it like um fix that you're still in progress on ao3 or you're also it's like those and also things you're writing off of AO3. The answer is yes. Um, okay. <laughs> I have like, I'm, I'm working on, let's see, I have like three, no, four technically. Oh God, that post on fan on AO3. And then I have a couple like original projects I'm working on, plus the original wow. book I'm trying to get published. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, okay. I feel like I go more insane if I did not have something to work on. That would be like the death sentence. But it's kind of like, I'll, I let, I'd rather have too many things to work on than not enough. Like, I always need mm-hmm. something to write. So. That's my damage. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last question that this person had is, um, do you have an author or artist that you admire? Um, well, I have, let's see, Ray Bradbury come inspired by writing style the most because I read him in like middle school and just the more like his, the style and the kind of stories he told really kind of really helped me kind of hone my craft the most. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of Chuck Wendig. Um, his book Wanderers is extremely, extremely good. It's about, it's funny because I, it's a book about like a global, like pandemic slash endemic. And I read it right before COVID happened. Like I read December, 2019. And so I was reading the book and was like, Oh God, this is terrifying. And then a couple months later, and I'm like, Mr. Wendig, like, you hit the nail on the head a little too much <laughs> in a good way. Um, and yet the sequel that's coming out, he also wrote the aftermath trilogy of star Wars, which um, has the battle of Jakku and it has young snap Lexley. And one of my favorite characters, Sinjir. Um, so I love what he's written for star Wars. I love his, ori- some of his original books too. Um, let's see who else. I really like some Neil Gaiman stuff. Yeah, it's tough because there's so many like or like certain things they do, but it's more like one specific thing rather than like I follow their whole career. Oh, I was like Stephen King a lot. I've read probably about not as much as I'd want to because he has so many books out there, but I read quite a bit of Stephen King. Um, I really like his method of storytelling. Mm. I haven't read. No, have I read any Stephen? I have not read Stephen King. I've mostly watched. Um, 
Chuck Wendig, I think. Let's see. No, I'm getting him confused with uh, Douglas Adams. <laughs> uh, have I read Chuck Wendig? I feel like I've only seen the movies based. Oh no, no, he did Susan Star Wars out there. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, the, um, yeah, the aftermath. Uh, yeah, those, yeah, they're they follow like the Battle of Jakku, and that's the one where we get the stuff about like, like the end of that. And I think, oh, what's her name? Oh, there's a lot of characters in those books that like I yeah, them all. yeah. No, I haven't read any of those. Um, I had had started making my way through the Star Wars books, um, mm. the canon timeline anyway, and there's just so much. Uh, <laughs> and every year there's like 12 books. Every, I like... know. I just could not keep up. I was like, you guys keep putting books out. Oh, and then not only would... do you keep putting books out, you put books out that, are, that go back to the t- part of the timeline that I already passed. So now I have to go back. <laughs> I'm literally so behind on the higher public. It's not even a joke anymore. Like I was trying to keep up. <laughs> Up and I'm writing other stuff and now it's like oh great there's five more books and it's like okay I'll read one now there's six more it's like I can't like there's t- like I'd rather have too much content than not enough but it's like yeah guys seriously this has gone on quite enough so I'm really behind on the books too but it's like yeah I read one I'm kind of like oh god there's so many more. and you know to say nothing of all the legends books where it's like oh I'm never gonna, yeah I'm never gonna keep up there's there's too, too much out there and so little time like too much but um yeah I I'm sci-fi books for me uh, are a little hard for me to get into because uh, same with like sci-fi fantasy movies. Um, if it's like too, too, too like deep, deep, deep sci-fi, my brain is, it's like, it's too big brain for me or I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. I just know it looks pretty, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but uh, like I, as much as I'd love to read more sci-fi, all the books that get recommended to me are always like those like deep, big brain books and i'm like i just want to have fun i don't know Mm -hmm. so i should i should definitely check out more chuck books because i know that i liked what i read in star wars even if i haven't read aftermath so Mm -hmm. if it's along the same lines of like that sort of genre i think i might enjoy i don't even know like i didn't get to that much like sci-fi outside of star i mean i consider star wars more fancy than sci-fi but i guess yeah but it's one of those weird (laughs) is star wars fancy or sci-fi is like a whole other uh, topic um the only like non-Star Wars sci-fi they've really done is honestly like The Matrix and Jupiter Ascending, like the first one they think of by the Wachowski sisters, um, which is like some of my favorite movies ever um, mm. when it comes to like non-Star Wars sci-fi. Amazing. Um, I think that's really... I, uh, now I'm curious just to read your original works because it's like if it's... <laughs> if they're like... <laughs> Anything like what you've been talking about enjoying, I bet they're really, really good stories. So Yeah, um, I mean, and I've wanted to be like a published writer pretty much my whole life. So it's kind of my lifelong dream. So I'm like, we're gonna yeah. get there. So I've been working on yeah, I have the the family turned to original book. I have a couple of projects I've been working on too that like hopefully I can get done. Um, but yeah, I have so many things that like I'd like to have published out there. It was just a matter of, you know, finishing it and then, you know, finding someone who wants to take it. So it's it's tough out there, but like that's, I really hope I can get that done at some point. Yeah. And also, like I've said before on the podcast, I'd love to have a guest on who like has done that fan fiction to published book pipeline. Um, I've tried to get a couple authors on. It's been really hard. And I don't know if it's like a contractual thing or if they don't want to be associated with this sort of media. But um, if you like, if if no not if 
when you get published, <laughs> when, 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 when you get published, I would love to, if, if you, if you don't mind, I would love to have you back on because I think, uh, you know, it, it's, I think it's a really thing, good thing to talk about. And I've had had people ask me to talk about it, but I'm like, I don't know. I can't talk about it. Cause I'm not an author. Um, and I've been trying to get people on to talk about it. Cause I think a lot of people want to know, like, how does it work? What's, what kind of things have to go into it, especially right. if you're turning a fan fiction into a f- original works. Like how does, how does, how do you go about changing all the media? So it's not star Wars related or whatever fandom that you're in. I think it's a really interesting conversation to have. I just haven't gotten anyone to respond back to me to be on yeah. <laughs> or if they have, they said no. And I'm like, I get it. <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Once that once that happens to me, and once I get to that point, I'd love to come back and talk about that whole process. That would be amazing. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Love and and even the even like your um even if it's like your uh your fan fiction that your your forty chapter one that you're gonna get published to, I think that's really cool. It doesn't have to just be like your original original, but either way, I'd love to have the conversation. But um, yeah, amazing. Well, let's start. Uh, on the wrap up here where we'll move on down to the next section where I just sort of let you I open the floor essentially. And if you have anything you want to talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about, or if we talked about something briefly and you want to continue that conversation, mm-hmm. the floor is yours to essentially talk oh, about. Were there other questions right that were posted on the, uh, the thing? I didn't. Sorry. Check. Were there other questions that were posted on the, the post like the answer? Uh, oh, I already, I asked you those ones. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah, all the questions I was asking were from the Twitter Twitter users that that did respond. But this is sort of like if you want to talk about anything else. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, because I see I had one like question that came in. I think let me refresh it real quick. Oh, go um, for it. Yeah. So one question that was I see on here um, was asked how I deal with like hate about targeting choices making characters trans because I have gotten. Um, like some comments that were like not happy that I had like queer oh, okay. characters. Um, and to answer the that question um, that got asked um, by my friend of mine, what I would say is that I don't like engage their negativity. Um, I would delete those comments and like not even get the benefit of a response um, and focus more like the things I was talking about earlier, like the positive comments of like people would say like what it meant to them and why they enjoyed that fic um it definitely helps like combat the negativity for me um but i've seen lots of that in fandom too where people won't respond so positively to that so i just don't really engage like the negativity honestly I just don't even get them like usually they're just trolls you know what i mean mm-hmm. where they're just kind of looking to kind of fish a response of you and kind of upset you so i actually just don't even give them a, like the benefit of response i just like delete it and you know not engage with that um, it's so it's so bizarre to me that um like i'm not assuming that everyone who comments that is like predominantly a Raylo, but on the off chance they are it's so weird to me that that would bother them when it's like everything about star wars is fictional anyway so it's like right why, why are we <laughs> why does it matter to you and, and you know writing is meant to be like a transformative experience like you could change these stories to be however you want them to be and yeah that's not like, the first or last person to write these characters these way this way so it's like what 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 do you gain as a commenter 
for being nasty about something like that, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah. I've, I've dealt with that even like pre real, like people who are like, you can't say that about that character or like, why are you bringing like your geisha in here? And it's kind of like, literally who asked, like there's this handy dandy thing called the back button. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if you don't like it, don't look. I very much like, I don't like to look person. It's like, if you don't like it, then, you know, don't engage with it. So it's like, but yeah, some people really like to, hone in that like they don't like that you're doing that specifically and attack you for or say like don't bring that here um not so much in recently i haven't dealt with that like face to face but i feel like it happened more like a few years ago but it's kind of slowed down since luckily um but yeah, yeah. it's always going to happen there's always going to be somebody who doesn't like that and so it's kind of like you know if you don't like it then don't engage with it you know what right I mean? yeah i agree um and like no one no one really gains anything from it and uh, i mean i guess the worst thing that could happen is if someone um i mean at least that i've seen is that people tend to either take writing breaks or like quit altogether which like that sucks <laughs> like mm -hmm. I, but also i understand like protecting your space and not wanting to 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 deal with it but and just removing yourself from a situation but uh boo people suck um <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i'd love um, if you find again if you find your people you find your fellow freaks yeah. and weirdos that's kind of what fans are about for me it's like you know find your people that you vibe with and you know if other people don't like it then you know don't deal with them or yeah a handy block button you know <laughs> it's Blocking... coming handy quite a bit <laughs> yeah i bet Jeez. well I, like I say to everyone who's dealt with negativity, I'm really sorry that that happens. But you know, like you said, it's something that's going to happen yeah, regardless it's, of. It's just going to happen at this point. Like, I feel yeah. like it's just going to be inevitable that, you know, you're not going to get along with everybody. It's literally impossible to get along with everybody. And it's like people don't have to agree with you. You know, it's not like we all have to see this character in the exact same way. Um, right. But yeah, at the end of the day, you're not going to make everybody happy. You're not going to please everybody. It's just kind of like, just do what you enjoy, do what you love, and, you know, you'll find your people. Mm -hmm. Well, on that note, those are some great words. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll end that there. But um, so next, the next section that I like to kind of have is a little kudos section, if you will. And it's two things. One is um, I'd like to have you guys talk about, like, the one good thing about the fanfic world that you like slash enjoy and why oh gosh um so definitely for fanfic i love um well the the tagging system archive our own is like absolutely brilliant not just because like for warnings or whatever but like it also works for tagging like certain tropes or ideas um so i really love using that with stories not just to be like oh you might not like this but more like here's some ideas of what this fic's going to be about um I just really love the how creative some fanfic like tags can get too, where like um it'll they have a certain character with a certain characterization. Um and specifically not just to like, you know, filter out, but filter in where it's like I'm look, I wanna write a I want to read a fanfic where I don't know, what would be an example? Um like say where oh, I'm called a, like a dead, uh, like a dead, but like specific characterizations of certain mm -hmm. characters. Um, or like you want to read where they're in this type of relationship. And so I love when writers like have those sort of things where it's like that way for learning something very, very specific, you can find it. Um, just people get so creative and so smart with their tagging. And I'm like, and I thought I was good at that. Some of you guys are like incredible with how well it's like, 
the most like niche, like very, very sub of a sub, a sub category. Right. Like, you can find it, you know, and it's just incredible how, how, um, I guess like, not, I wouldn't say complex, but how many tags you can use that people can find these very specific things. And it's like, I want, I'm trying to find this real thing where this very, very specific thing happens. Oh, here it is. It was tagged like that. And it's like, oh, wow, that's incredible. So mm -hmm. that's what I love about um, fan fiction is that, especially if the writer's like really good at using tags like that, is if you want to find a very, very specific thing, or maybe if you want a certain thing to like ask with certain things, you can find it. And so that's where I live about AO3 and like specific like fan fiction writers using the tagging system for that. Yeah, the tagging system is in is amazing. And like you said, there's always like, I mean, I love read. I, I try not to read them for the most part because I like to just go into a fic. Like I, I'll read anything, honestly. So I mm -hmm. like to just go in blind. But on the off chance, I love seeing like these really hyper specific ones that are just like, what would what other ones are in that tag and sometimes there's more and you're just like okay cool they just like read those oh um, yeah and that too where it's like you, be, you find this one with a specific tag and you're like let's find some more and next thing you know yeah. it's like this whole other subgenre. and so it's like it's a great way to find other fix like that so it's kind of like it's how the algorithm is supposed to be you know what i mean yeah. where it's like it's catered to me specifically and i'm proactively looking for it. it's not being yeah. advertised to me and that's what's so right brilliant about it agreed i agree um and and then the next question I like to ask is um, not that you have to, but um, I like to do creator shout outs. So if there's any other person or persons out there that you want to give a hello to that you think people should um, give some love to, whether it's like maybe a smaller creator or someone who wrote a story that's maybe that you like, that you realize it hasn't gotten a lot of love, um, I can put those links to those fix or authors in the description so people can check them out oh gosh i wish i come prepared for that one because there's okay. so many i could think <laughs> of oh um there is a really good like sequel let's like an episode 10 uh rewrite called um what's well, called stars of skin aftermath and it's written by and forget to pronounce but avn avn ha69 um, I can send you the link too, but it's a good, it's a really good rewrite of like, like episode 10 and kind of like basically the aftermath of how Ray's dealing with everything that happened <laughs> and mm -hmm. then Ben kind of coming back and also like lots of the world between world stuff. I need to go back and finish it because I haven't visited in a while, but because I'm behind on all my reading. But I'll definitely do a shout out for that one because that's a really, really good story and I can't wait to catch up when I get the time. <laughs> Awesome. I found it. So I will link it. Um, it looks like it's only a mixture looking at the right one. It's nine chapters and yes. it's rated M. Cool. Awesome. I will link that below uh, for people to check out. Um, and sometimes I try to do one. And so I think I will, um, if I remember like to do it ahead of time, this time I came prepared. Um, I'm currently reading one that I really like. It's only 10 chapters so far. It's not done um it's uh ice skating au lovers carvings by the bitch of dathomir and i'm loving it so far um it's a great story about um <sighs> i guess i, I want to say like redemption in a way sort of but basically just overcoming uh sports related abuse that happens and growing from that with like not just with yourself but with each other 
and every episode or every episode every chapter makes me cry so <laughs> um i'll link that below for you guys to check out because i think it's really good even though there's no finished chapter count if you're crazy like me and you start them anyway i know some people don't do that mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then you go crazy because you're like waiting for the update like <laughs> when's next chapter when's next chapter yep, time, that's you know? me. <laughs> what happened my, my uh, 11 pages of history filled with unfinished chapter uh, fix from you guys oh, <laughs> i'm God. still holding out hope for ones from last year um <laughs> Well, cool. Um, and where uh, where are the best places to find you online? Where could uh, folks um, maybe follow? Right now, well, we'll see how things turn out. But as of okay. now, um, at the time of this recording, I'm still on Twitter. Um, okay, yeah. Still <laughs> um, so I'm on Twitter primarily. Um, and then I have a link to my archiver own on Twitter. Um, and that is pretty much where you're going to find me most active and find the quickest response. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, I don't, uh, I haven't been keeping up with it too much, but from what I hear, it's not looking too great uh, in terms of the future of it. So, yeah. Um, so we'll cur- see. This might, this might age like milk, but for yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll for now, I'm also on Twitter. I'm not super active. I'm trying to spend a little less time on there just because it's, and a lot goes on, but um, it's BNB underscore pod on twitter instagram bookmarked and busy podcast or pod i also my instagram is just a dumping ground for episodes um and then at the time of recording i'm working on starting a bookstore so like i that's where most of my attention's gone with social media right now but if anyone's interested it's called the romance era books on instagram and it's all romance themed and i'm hoping to start a nice little pop-up situation in where i live so um yeah give us a follow and don't forget to also follow our great editors i don't think i shouted them out in the last episode but um geeky underscore waffle is uh people who not only host my podcast but also edit my podcast um they do so much work for me and i really appreciate it so um give us and them and tate a follow and um yeah thank you for coming on and like i said i'd love to have you back either as still as like you know uh, an update episode in the future or to see yeah. how you're going with your writing and then of course once your once your books get published yeah thank you for having me. this has been <laughs> wonderful i was really excited to come on so really appreciate having me come on and talk about myself for a while so yeah oh you're welcome everyone who's a guest is welcome back again so all you gotta do is like you could literally just go back on the forum and sign up again and then i'll get to you when i get to you and then it'll be like a nice little update episode that goes for everybody if you guys ever want to be back on again just go ahead and um, re-sign up on that forum and I'll have you on again. So yeah, maybe um, by this time the thick will be, have to be taken down for reasons. Maybe. Well, I always tell people that we record for an hour and much like every episode, it's never an hour. So here is a nice little hour and 18 minute podcast for you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, thanks for listening and I will see you guys next week. I don't have my guest list handy so i can't tell you who the guest is i'm sorry uh but yeah (laughs) uh i will see you guys next week thank you (laughs) bye bye